Hello guys and welcome to the Empowerment Podcast. My name is Jordan Payton and I am your host. Today I am here with my brother's girlfriend's best friend and her name is Reagan. Hello Reagan. Hi. Thank you for having me on here. Um, It's an honor to be here. You are very welcome. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on here. So I don't know you too well. I just met you. But you are like you're so sweet and you're so nice and I just love your presence and I feel like we could have a really good friendship and I'm just so excited to have you on my podcast too and that's what I admire most about myself or my mom has really taught me is to be kind of like this warm welcoming person because everyone needs a warm welcoming person in their life even if you're having a bad day just having someone there that's always I guess optimistic is really nice to have in your life that is so great. Mm-hmm. You are so warm and just, uh, you do. I feel like you really embrace me as a person, mm-hmm. and I just have never like felt mm-hmm. that in anybody else before. Like, just so like, come on, like, like yes. we just knew one another. So. I do that especially for black people because I feel like us as a whole, we're so different. And the more advanced we get, every black person is different. Like, I don't mm-hmm. listen to rap music. I listen to, like, indie rock, alternative mm-hmm. R&B music, and I'm not a traditional black person. So, I try to do, I try to become warm and welcoming, especially to black people, because we are different, and we're becoming more different every day, and I feel like people stereotype us, and we're not stereotypes at all. So, just really embracing each other as a whole is just, uh. just yes, I love it. <laughs> it's something that I love to do. Woo! You are an amazing person. Thank you. So are you. Thank you so much. And we're going to have an amazing conversation about spirituality. So guys, we're outside in the elements. So if you hear like cars and stuff passing by, just bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to we're going to get there. So, Reagan is spiritual and I did not know that about her, but when I met her, we had a really good conversation yes, about it. And I was just really grateful to have someone to talk to about that kind of stuff just because I've never really had the opportunity to talk about spirituality with anyone else. It's usually something that I just do by myself. So, I want to know... Oh, let's let the airplane pass. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, I want to know, when did your spiritual journey begin? And kind of what does spirituality mean to you? So my spirituality, spirit, ooh, spirituality, allergy began with, I guess, astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, me, and my mom, and my sisters was always reading into horoscopes, and then my mom sort of, kind of, she wanted to find her birth chart, her natal chart. Mm-hmm. So apparently, you can find uh, the time that you were born, and you can see how all the stars and how all the planets lined up for your birth. So it all started like that. And then we really started to get into really finding our roots because, you know, of course we came here from Africa or, you know, if you're from different countries and we didn't practice, you know, traditional worshiping God. So trying to find, we just looked into it. And so I guess um, it started... It just honestly it just started by we have like a little mini sanctuary and we believe uh, we really don't take that much medicine like modern medicine. We do a lot of herbs and we burn sage in the house Ooh. if we feel like a bad spirit has entered. So it's just really it really started by us researching things and researching about our culture too. Mm. And how did our 
avoided. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? So it means a lot to me. I feel like it's a part of me. Mm. Um, me becoming a warm person, I feel like if I didn't have my spirituality, I wouldn't be this warm, welcoming person. I would kind of be bitter and cold. So I think it's a part of me. I'm in, I am a spiritual person. Mm. Um, not, I'm a, still a Christian, yes. I still mm. believe in God. But more of the, I don't know, I want to say natural God, if that makes sense. Like okay. in the church, you know, it's really force but i feel like god lined up the planets and for my birth and i'm here for something right if it's not you know to cure cancer it might be giving birth to someone that inspires someone to give the cure for cancer if that makes sense Uh so that's where my that's how influence influences me so i just i love that beginning and i think that one thing that really stuck out to me was like you said you do a lot of natural Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. so like if you're feeling bad energy bad vibes you'll burn sage or you'll take did you say you take like natural supplements or did Mm -hmm. i make that up yes sometimes (laughs) sometimes sometimes Mm -hmm. okay so i feel like that kind of stuck out to me just because i have always wanted to do more natural things Mm -hmm. and i think that you know we're provided with the plants and stuff we are provided with, you know, natural, you know, stuff to relieve our pain or whatever from the earth. And it's like, why aren't we using it? Mm -hmm. You know? So that was a little tangent. But I also like how you talked about how, like, your spirituality is, was a family practice. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I feel like, and I'm very new to spirituality, Mm -hmm. so I haven't been doing it for a long time. So before, like, growing up, I I didn't know anything about spirituality. And so... It's not really a family thing for me. And I think that's kind of something that I admire about you is that your practice is not alone. It's it's with your mom. It's with your sister. Yes. And it's, it's something that you guys kind of develop together. Mm-hmm. So I think just knowing that it's a family practice is just... It's yes. really admiring. It's really nice to have someone. And, you know, I'm happy I met you and I'm happy that I can talk to you about this. Because, like you said, you didn't have anyone right. to talk to about this. And... I know feeling alone, like you only, you know, I, I don't know, for example, like you only listen to like one type of music and exactly. you kind of find that person that you know you love the same artist to. Exactly. It's like welcoming and you feel like you're not alone in the world and I feel like we need mm-hmm. someone. Um, we need someone to like connect with. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> this is just great. Like, I'm just so grateful that I met you and that we're mm-hmm. connecting and that we're talking about this. So... You kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to know more about your spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you wake up? What do you do when someone gets on your nerve? What do you do when you just want to feel a little bit better or keep yourself at a certain level? How do you keep yourself spiritually motivated? Like, Okay, so I can start off with this week. This week, I don't know, something was in the air. I was just feeling anxious and my anxiety was through the roof. Mm -hmm. So I actually have crystals. I have rose quartz and green quarantine, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's not quarantine, but it's green (laughs) something. (laughs) It's quarantine's like a... Like a, uh, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Like a, <laughs> what is green quarantine? Christine, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is that green quarantine? Girl, who are they quarantining? Okay. Right, I don't know. Okay. It starts with the Q or something. But mm-hmm. I have a necklace. It's kind of like a little cage. So I put it on, and you know, I just felt so much better. So. Okay, so you're really into crystals. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then, of course, um, me and my family are into, I guess, animals per se. Like, we have a whole bunch of elephants and African masks mm. around the house. So, um, just really animals. Like, I, I don't eat meat at all, and I'm trying to step away from dairy and mm. eggs altogether. Because, you know, animals, you know, why would you drink somebody else's milk? Whatever, that's yeah. a good discussion. <laughs> um, okay. And then, you know, like you said, I do affirmations too. When I feel stressed out and anxious, yes. I write. Like, I hate to write. I hate to be forced to write. Yes. Um, like, for class. But, honestly, writing really helps me a lot. And yes. I'm a post-it note freak. Like, I put everything on post-it notes. So, I know I have, in my closet, I just have this wall this door full of post-it notes you know just to make me feel better yeah even if it's negative like i have a negative thought that i need to get out and i don't want to say it mm-hmm. i'll put it on a post-it note i'll put it right. on a, okay. a green a red post-it note um for my negative and positive so red the color red represents something to you yes red is really aggressive to me oh. so when i have aggressive thoughts or negative thoughts of course red blue is my favorite color so um I guess every loving thought or happy thought I have is blue. Oh my goodness. Um, my professionalism side is green because okay. I don't know. I don't know green. And then anything else I just put on any other post it note. Like remember to do this on the post it note. Oh my, you are so inspiring and I'm learning so much from you right now. And I really like how you said like the negative thoughts. I never thought about it. Red is an aggressive color mm-hmm. and that's how our negative thoughts can sometimes be. They're very aggressive. Mm-hmm. So kind of writing them out on that red paper can just kind of get that aggression and that tension and all that out of you and onto the paper. So I never thought about using colors for affirmations. Yes. I'm a huge color person Woo. though. Like I'm a co- like I color coat my notes. I love color. I can't live in black and white. So I'm a very colorful person. So these colors really mean something to me. Wow, that is great. So, you talked about affirmations, Mm -hmm. and I am an affirmation person. Like, Mm -hmm. I love affirmations. I think that I didn't really, well, when I first discovered them, like, it was with kind of Louise Hay. Do you know who she is? She's an older woman. She passed away, actually. Mm -hmm. But she kind of introduced me to affirmations, and at first I was like, okay, what is this? But... I really noticed that affirmations really do help. Mm -hmm. And one thing in my practice that I've been doing is just waking up in the morning and going to my window and I take a Sharpie and Mm -hmm. I just write affirmations. Mm -hmm. I wrote them this morning too. I've been doing that like every single morning, Mm -hmm. just encouraging myself. And I find that affirmations, they're not miracles, Mm -hmm. but definitely with repetition, they just encourage you. Like, they're not the have all, like, they're not going to do yeah. everything for mm-hmm. you. They're not going to fix your They're not going to fix toilet. your, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that, too. They're not going to fix your toilet. But they just, they will help you get through the day. Mm-hmm. And they will definitely give you that extra push of encouragement when you need it. And so I, I just like that you talked about affirmations because that has been a part of my spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. And so I just looking at kind of what we both do. That's great. And I think also giving affirmations. Like, I give my family affirmations. So, my mm. auntie kind of went through this phase where, I guess, this phase of depression and, of, and anxiety. Mm. And sometimes I'll just go in her room and write on a pink post-it note because pink represents love to me. And, you know, mm. I write, I love you. You're doing so well. You know, just things like that can really help. Yes. And, you know, even for my baby cousin, he's seven. He probably doesn't like him. But I'm like, hey, Zach, you know, good job, you know. 
you you know you deserve you're such a good boy or I shouldn't say good boy mm-hmm. I didn't say good boy you're such a wonderful person just really doing that that really helps your mindset mentally too right. because I think we hear a lot of negativity and our parents really don't praise us right as much as they um i guess not praise us like hey you're doing this bad yeah. you know you stop doing this but, you hear more negativity yes. than positivity. i mean i know they mean good by it and you know they want to just make us stop you know stop doing this thing that's why it's negative but i feel like we need to do more we need to positive needs to outweigh the negative too. yeah it does it does oh that is so great and i think that i think that that's one of the areas that I can work on for myself is that is giving and I don't know why I have I don't know if I want to say I have resistance to giving but I think that I just don't want to be I think one of the reasons why I'm not as giving is because I don't want to be hurt by other people I don't want them to think that I'm weird or and that's my problem yeah I'm too giving I have such a big heart Mm -hmm. that people take my big heart as naiveness and try Mm -hmm. to take advantage of me and then that ends up hurting me but I feel like I would never change my Mm -hmm. big heart I would never not change not giving because it's just a part of me my mom's taught me how to be giving and have this big heart so I mean for you it's kind of the opposite yeah probably I don't know you probably grown up with different yeah. for me yeah it's just different mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say that my parents didn't teach me how to give but I would just kind of say that it wasn't stressed or emphasized mm-hmm. you know um, I would say like even out of the context like we've never really done a lot of community service mm-hmm. or you know really just stepping out and <clears throat> giving ourselves whether it be our time or our money or yep. our labor or whatever to something that's outside of work and so I think that for me, it's just kind of, I've never really been taught to give. Mm-hmm. So My mom's really big on giving. Like with our tax money, she was, even right. if it's like $5. Oh, I was going to say giving because you're not the only one here. Mm-hmm. And I think that a part of, you know, what goes on for me is that I forget that I'm not the only one on earth that's having this experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that giving is very important. And hold that thought because my battery is running low, so we're gonna see what we can do. Okay guys, so this will be a part two to our conversation. We had to move because my computer was running low. So now we're back inside Starbucks, but we're gonna continue this conversation because it is juicy and I'm just <laughs> loving it. And we were talking about giving. So like, maybe, maybe we should move on, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? We can come back to it. Okay, we'll come back to it. So, one thing I want to talk about now is, is there anything that scares you when it comes to spirituality? Is there anything that you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. Like, that does not resonate with me. That really brings up a lot of fear in me, and I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people get confused with, like, witchcraft Mm -hmm. and, like, spirituality. Spirituality. Um, I feel like... I feel people get confused with it like we're saying spells if that makes sense and it's more of affirmations I'm not really scared of anything I'm scared Mm. of people thinking that I'm actually practicing witchcraft which Mm. a lot of people do like a lot of people 
that I talk to that's are like Christians. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you know, that's the devil, devil worshiping. I'm like, exactly. no, I'm not devil worshiping. You know, I still believe in God, yes, but I believe that God set up all all this stuff for us. It's not just you know reading from the Bible. It's God set up all this stuff for us. Stuff, stuff. What I mean by stuff is, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, the pl- the planets and stars lining up for your birth. Exactly. And every person that you meet can't be coincidence. But in the Bible, it's more of like rights and wrongs, right. and not of, you know, how to really find yourself. If that makes sense, is right. not do this, not do that, and like stories to tell you like what to do. If that makes sense. So it's about when you say stuff. I feel like you're saying utilizing everything that's here you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yes not just utilizing you know the Bible yes. or not just utilizing a book but there's so much more to our experience mm-hmm. there's planets there's stars there's galaxies there's materials there's wood there's air there's fire and it's like all those things are us and yes. they're all inside of us so why not use them to better yourself and I feel like I feel like what you're saying too is like God like I feel like it, he wouldn't limit us mm-hmm. to just be like, okay, just pray and read the Bible, and that's all you can do to connect with me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different other ways that you can connect with God. Pray away the depression and negativity. Right. So that's affirmations. They don't teach you affirmations in church. They don't teach you how you know, to love yourself. And what do you do when you're depressed? When you're depressed, apparently, you go to church and you feel better. I mean, sometimes that works, but most of the time it's something deeper. Sometimes you need to talk to somebody. Sometimes you need a little pick-me-up, and church doesn't provide that some of the times, especially with older churches, mm-hmm. with older members. They, they're they not adaptable to me. Mm-hmm. They don't want to adapt to the new changes or the new information that we get. Mm, exactly, because I feel like I'm seeing it as I'm seeing exactly what you're saying, like, you go into an older church and they have these old ways of doing things that doesn't really resonate with, you know, kind of like the newer generation and kind of like what we're learning and teaching ourselves. Yes. It's not like in the church. And that's why for me, like, I don't I don't even want to go to church anymore because it's like... It's so things, judgy. Yeah, it's so judgy. And the things that I'm learning, they don't make sense to me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And like, when you try to clarify, they get upset. Exactly. Because, you know, they don't know any other way. Yeah. And it scares them, too. I think most it's of scary. it. scary. Yeah. It's scary. Like, I'm supposed to be using herbs other than medicine. What does it say that in the Bible? It doesn't say exactly. anything. That in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think it's scary because I think, I think it takes a certain type of person to be able to step beyond that, even though it's scary. And I have to push myself to do that every day. Because, you know, this is like new territory, especially for me. And so, like, yes, it is scary to think that, okay, I might be a god or I might be a part of something way bigger than myself. And nobody around you thinks that way. So when I think, like, when people are confronted with new stuff, yeah, it is scary. And, like, spirituality can be scary because you're learning all this new stuff. All of a sudden, you're this magnificent being that can do magical things and manifest and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, damn, I have a lot of power. It's like, I didn't know that before about myself. So it can be scary. And I think that's why a lot of people don't. It's not that they don't want to change, it's just 
that it's scary to think one way all your life and then all of a sudden adapt. Have to adapt. You have to adapt to something else. Yes. So change is good though. Change is good. And change is inevitable. Yes. It, it will always happen to you, no matter what. So uh, that is just great. So like Okay, you kind of talked about depression. Has there been anything in your life that has been challenging you recently or that you feel like you've gotten through or that you feel like you're coming through or that you feel like... Yes, I think I'm going through heartbreak right now. Mm. So that's really challenging. Really uh, finding my feet again. You know, you're kind of in this relationship. You know, you have a partner and you have somebody with you and you're sharing all these experiences with and now you know you just don't have that anymore so what do you do or how do you adapt your life so that's the changes i'm going through um i have been through depression and sometimes i get depressive episodes because i'm um manic depressive so kind of like bipolar so sometimes i get random episodes of depression or anxiety so i've kind of i guess I kind of have to d- help, have to deal with that without any medicine, because of course, you know, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to. D- depression medicine helps you gain weight. Don't want to. <laughs> don't want to gain weight. Okay. And then you know, it fixes one thing, and then it causes other problems. Other things. Yeah. So I do that, and then you know, I can smoke weed, but I honestly, I, that's just too much money for me. I'm really money conscious. That's too much exactly. money for me. So, so really finding ways to get out of my depression and it's more of pushing myself to change or stepping out of my comfort zone yeah going out with friends forcing myself to get out the house forcing myself to do things that make me happy or to take my mind off things Mm. i really when you say take your mind off things one thing that i've been struggling with is taking my mind off of things Mm -hmm. um it's like, okay, so I ne- I would say, like, before, like, growing up, I never really noticed myself being or feeling depressed or having any forms of, like, mental illness or anything like that. And so when I went to college, that's kind of when it started for me. Oh, yeah, a lot of people start in college. And so it's been very challenging. It's been very scary. It's been very... It's been a roller coaster, and I never thought that something like this could happen to me. But I feel like, especially going into college, it brought up a lot of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff that I guess I always had, but I was just so comfortable in my life that it never really bothered me until I stepped out and was alone and then had to deal with it on my own. And so it's it's pushed me to do things like build this podcast. Yes. So I, I try to see the silver lining in it and say and just think like of all the things that it's pushing me to do. Because if I didn't have these emotions and these intense feelings, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be trying to like talk about it. I wouldn't be spiritual. I wouldn't be so many things. So in a way, it has like ruined my life. <laughs> it's really fucked up my life. Right. But in a way, it has been a blessing. Yes. Almost in disguise. Eye opening. Like if I wouldn't if I didn't go through all of these things, I wouldn't know so much of this important information that I actually love. Yes. And I actually love talking about spirituality. Mm-hmm. So it's just I, there was this quote today um, that I had because I like to drink um, 
ginger tea in the morning. Ooh. I love ginger. I love me some ginger. Like Ginger it's, helps with the stomach. It does. And I've been feeling so nauseous. <laughs> so I've been drinking ginger tea. And it said, um, it was a Persian proverb, and it said, let me think. If you want, the one who wants the rose must respect the thorns. Yes, I've heard of that one before. Yes. Have you heard that? Yes. Okay. And that just, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Because without the thorns, without you the wouldn't pain, have a rose. Yes, you can't be this beautiful. You, you can't can. go into this beautiful thing. You can't. Or to your full potential without pain. Yes. And so, it just made me think. Like, like you said, without like, okay, we all want to attain this, this beautiful life. Mm-hmm. But I think that getting there and getting to that point where everything in your life is like flowery and all rosy yes. you, there's some thorns there mm-hmm. and so you just have to respect that part of the process so I think that like talking about it makes me respect it a lot more mm-hmm. so okay. Um, okay so I want to know have you had a spiritual experience and if you have had a spiritual experience what has it been and what was it like for you so, um, my grandpa died when I was about the sixth grade, mm-hmm. so I guess about 12, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I remember it was probably like a month into it, mm-hmm. and I went to use the bathroom, and I saw him sitting on the bottom stair, and when he would put on his shoes, he would sit on the bottom stair, mm-hmm. and I saw him. And he looked up at me because we have like a little mirror mm-hmm. and uh, down down the stairs. And he just looked at me, and he, he really doesn't smile. So I don't know. He looked at me, and it just felt so warm. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he was. I don't. I, he knew. I knew he was proud of me because uh. I felt like after he died, this might sound bad. Everything, the rose started to happen. Everything good started to happen and develop. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He's like a bit a big factor in my life. Although he's passed away for some years now, but really seeing him on the stairs, like down there, just, I don't know, just really touched my heart. I can feel that. Yes. Like that's amazing, mm-hmm. and I think that that's just great. Like I've never had a spiritual experience like where I've seen anything, but I think I love your like how grounded you are in it because some people could be like oh I saw my grandpa and I was like really freaked out but it's like no like you knew that he was there to comfort you and to like just be there for you and let you know that he's watching over you and so like that's just an amazing experience it really was and I think that you sharing that also like allows people to know that if you have a spiritual experience it doesn't have to be this woo woo thing like just, a demon come to get you. Right. <laughs> right. Because I think a lot of the times when we think about spiritual experiences, you think you always think about the negative side of it. You never you don't really think about the positive side or get to hear about the positive side. So just knowing that he was there is that's, that's like really great. He was a really uh, father figure in my life towards the end. He lived with us lived with us for about five years before he passed because he couldn't mm-hmm. take care of himself. And I remember just taking care of him and, you know, riding around with him because he loves to drive. 
right around with him and just really building memories with him. He's always been in my life from the beginning before he moved in with us. Like some of my best memories, like spending a week with him during spring break and drinking like prune juice that he told me not to drink. <laughs> some of my best memories are with him. So it was really touching to see him because I think he knew how much he meant to me. And uh, he didn't want me to end up sick like him too. So he was always, it was like, he was really mean. <laughs> So he was really mean about things, but it was like loving. Like he was so mean and strict with me because he didn't want me to end up sick like him. Exactly. So that's I try to make him proud every day. Mm. I love that too. Like it's almost something to live for. Mm -hmm. So even out of his death, yes, it's kind of like a thorn, but it's it's even now more something to live for and something to keep you motivated in. Like, just having that experience with him is like, he lives forever, you know? And he's always with you, so I think that's great. And I really admire, like, too, like, that you have a relationship with your grandparents or with your granddad, which would be one of your grandparents, because I really don't have that kind of, like, those beautiful memories with any of my grandparents. So, I think, that just hearing that is very admiring and I'm like, you know, it's never too late to start those relationships but I've just never really had any experiences you know, where I remember just really being with my grandparents and them teaching me things or I mean, I do remember being with them like, but not in those ways, so that's great, that is so amazing It's never too late to start relationships though It's not, it's not I don't know, like I feel like we should talk about it. Like, what is this resistance to starting new relationships or or picking up relationships or getting the ball rolling, you know? Like, what is it? Especially with me. Like, I'm trying to start a relationship with my dad. He sees me as, I guess, his golden child because, of course, my sister, she's the first, you know, the first born is kind of like a little rough. Mm -hmm. But he sees me as the golden child and I'm not a golden child like I make mistakes <laughs> we are here like my I'm gonna let you keep talking but my dad I feel like too sees me as the freaking golden child which I really do appreciate like you know really like the things that he tells me you're gonna be great and all that kind of stuff thank you so much I really do appreciate that but I think that there's so much responsibility that yes. comes with being a golden child. And I'm not this perfect person. Yes, he thinks um, like my mental well-being is perfect. Like I don't get depressed. Yes. I'm always happy. But now I'm just, half the time I'm sad. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not like this perfect child. Like I make mistakes. You just don't know about it because you really don't know me. Um. And he sees my sister as this not golden child because they have a closer relationship. And he only sees me or he only, the only time I call him is when I, you know, I'm doing something great or when we talk it's just you know highlighting my accomplishments and not really talking about the pain that I go through or the things I'm going through and I think and this just hit me when you develop a relationship with someone that's so based on your accomplishments highlighting who you are that's great and you know never really developing a relationship with someone where you're able to talk about the things that aren't so great that are going on in your life like the things that you could 
work on, the things that make you sad, the things that are really scary to talk about, when you don't have a relationship with someone and you don't have that foundation of, okay, I can come to you when these things are going on in my life and I know that I can, you're, you're not going to think of me any differently when I come to you with these things. And it's just like, maybe that's, that is like part of why I have resistance, I will say. Because my relationship with my parents and my family members has always been very surface level and not really be, being able, I'm not going to say not being able to talk to them about the different challenges in my life, but just never really having that being a part of our conversation. Always just, you know, either it's a highlight or, you know, just talking about what's going well or just not talking at all. So if you don't have like that, that relationship and that foundation of, I can come to you when I'm doing well, but I can also come to you when I'm like doing poorly, then just not going to feel comfortable talking about that kind of stuff because you never have and nobody feels comfortable doing anything that they've never done before so I think you just have to work at it and just kind of put yourself out there a little bit more each time and I feel like I have worked on it too because like all the stuff that I went through for myself I had to open up about it I had to just be like shit <laughs> I'm going to let you know what's going on and you know, however you take it, it's however you take it, but, you know, just forcing yourself to open up a little bit more. Mm. That's so true. So do you feel like your your relationship with your father, do you feel like you'll be more open, or do you resonate with that idea, like... I think I might start, start off small, mm -hmm. necessarily. Like, every time I try to call him, like, he never picks up, like, mm -hmm. you know. He never calls me first, I call him. Mm -hmm. But I t actually told him I want to build a better relationship with him. He's becoming, you know, he's coming around to it more. You know, starting to call me more, starting to pick up more, text me more. It's just baby steps. Just, I feel like the first step of wanting a better relationship is actually admitting that you don't have a good relationship and you want a better relationship. And maybe it's, you know, they'll step back and, like, I really don't. I'm really not as close to them as I want to be and yes I'm gonna you know accept this change and talk to you more you have so much wisdom <laughs> like seriously really? I don't think I do. no you do like and I think it's just as simple as like you said it's just a conversation it's just talking to them because that's how you get to know people you talk to them and if you're not talking then you don't really know someone so you can spend like your whole life with people that you don't even really know you know, so it's, it's just it's so simple, but so complicated. Mm -hmm. I think we make it complicated, but it's so simple. It's just having that conversation and just being like, okay, I don't have a good relationship with you, but I can change that just by talking to you and like spending more time with you. So this is great. So do you have anything like that you want to talk about, like? What's on your mind? I've been like nailing you with questions. Like, what's on your mind? Like, that's a good question. What's on my mind? What's the first thing that's like that comes to your mind? Natural. I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is us being more natural and knowing what's killing us. If that makes sense. Mm. I guess, like we said, back to the sage and the tea. Uh, girl, we're here. 
We're here. So if you have a stomach ache, don't take, you know, liquid medicine. Drink some ginger tea. Yes. Or um, what else do I do? If you have a headache. Tell me more. If you have a headache, um, you know if it's a tension headache, you know, your ponytail is too tight. Right. And sometimes when you, like, wear gla- when I wear my glasses too much, I don't know, I get tension right here. Mm. So really stepping away from unnatural things. Right. And I would say meat and dairy, although it's a little hard for me to she step away She is on meat and dairy. She is a hate term. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing what's killing us because I feel like a lot of this negativity is coming from this angry meat and dairy mm. bothering me and this dairy in our body. And, it, you know, distress, like the meat that we eat or the meat that you guys eat because I don't eat meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Comes from a stressed out cow because, you know... It's been milking for so long and it's finally exhausted and it's dying and you need to make it, you need to get a hamburger. So it's come from all this negative energy, it's from the food that we eat. And if you, I notice when I eat, just like vegetables, like just salads and vegetables, I feel more positive, if that makes sense. And maybe it's just like a mental thing. But no, I, I think it's like more, a vibrational thing. Because yes. I've heard that, that conversation before that First of all, you are what you eat. Yes. If you literally when you eat, you're putting something into your body. So if you don't think that you are what you eat, then you are just dumb. Yes. Like I'm sorry. You literally are what you eat. It becomes you. And so I think that like you said, like these animals and stuff are real stressed out and they're real mad and like real depressed. Real depressed. <laughs> like and really in pain. And that's not something that we think about when we eat burgers or whatever, but it's like you're ingesting all those chemicals and it even comes back to like a biological thing like this is a spiritual thing and a biological thing because when you're stressed there's cortisol there's adrenaline and that's in your muscles right and now we're going to cook that and like eat that and we're wondering why we're stressed our adrenaline is up our cortisol is up our blood pressure is up like because you're literally eating that so that just makes so much sense when you eat vegetables it's coming straight from the earth so that now you feel like grounded and really just centered in yourself and it really just pulls you pulls you and takes you home so uh, I just I love the natural like I'm not really doing anything with it like I feel like I kind of am because I feel like I don't really put a lot of unnatural things on my body when it comes to skincare. I'm really strictly coconut lotion. Like, I even switched my toothpaste um, a couple weeks ago. Like, no fluoride. Like, the Tom's natural, like, just peppermint oil. coconut oil and peppermint oil. You mix it together, and that's how you brush your teeth. That's how. I don't brush my teeth like that because I'm wanting my teeth white. So, right now, I'm still using toothpaste. But my auntie, she uses coconut oil and peppermint. What? And then I feel like, well, I guess I could switch and do like some charcoal in it because that can lighten your teeth. Okay, so are you saying like, is it like with or is it like just the oil and you just kind of... It's uh, So coconut oil, I guess, is... Uh, kind of thickish? Yes. Okay. It has a melt, melting temperature. Right. And when you first get it, it's not melted. It's right. kind of like a solidish. So melt it down? No, don't melt it down. Don't melt it. So just regular coconut oil, mix some peppermint oil in it, and just brush your teeth. And that's all you need, honestly. Like, who knows what's in all this yes. stuff that we're eating? And I feel like that really does affect your spirituality, too, because, like, honestly, how long are we supposed to feel like this? Like, you know, like... Mm-hmm. One thing that I've noticed is that, like, I'm, I'll wait. And this is, like, a whole switch, but I feel like it's still on track. It's like, you'll be like, 
oh, I know, like, I could benefit from this, but I'm not going to do it. I know I could eat better, but I'm not going to. I know I could, like, be better and do better, but I'm not going to. I, I don't know. Like, you for just me, get so yes, for me, I don't want to give up dairy and cheese mm. because it's like, I don't want to give up macaroni and cheese. Exactly. I'm addicted to cheese. Cheese is addicting. <laughs> Like, I don't want to give up pizza. I don't want to give up none of this stuff. And then exactly. I tried vegan cheese before. And I feel like if you go on vegan and you're just eating, like, meat substitute and just vegan like, cheese. Like, girl, what are you doing? Just go back to me. I feel like the main reason becoming vegan is just to eat what's from the earth. Mm. Of course, sometimes I get, yeah, you want that cheese or meat substitute. But with every meal, no. Yeah. So why do you think, like, there's kind of this resistance to change or just this apathy towards it like I'm just not doing it at all because like I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm like yes that does make sense but why do I like want to go eat a hamburger after this interview you know like we're just so comfortable we don't want to it's um, I love change, but I don't want to change that part of me because it's something that I'm comfortable with and it scares me not to be able to have macaroni and cheese and cheese on my pizza. It scares me and I don't want to step up, step, up, step out of my comfort zone for it because for 19 years, all I've known was cheese, cheese, cheese and meat, meat, meat. So it's kind of scary to step out of that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you just need to do it. Just do it. And I feel like one thing that just came up for me was the word desensitized. And I feel like once you get so desensitized to what you're eating and how you're being, that it just, there's no, there's like no desires to change because you don't even feel anything anymore. You're just going with the flow. So I think that this conversation really will help people like maybe take a look at themselves, but don't like beat yourself up and be like, okay, I need to like do this and that. Like, just it's take it day process. by day. It's, it's a, a process. process. Like I, you know, only back when I was at school, it's easier to do when you're by yourself. Oh yeah, you were telling me that you like, you're vegan yes. at school, you cook for yourself. Yes, so it's easier when you're alone not to have cheese or eggs in the house, but you, when you're around people who do eat it, it that's where your strength, your, your, where you have to be strong, where you have to come from. Um, your strength, because it's easy to do it by yourself, changing your lifestyle by yourself. It's just adapting to other environments. So when you go to your house for, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, adapting. Like for Thanksgiving dinner this year, my granny made me like my own dressing and my own greens. I was happy. See, that's great. And so she was really, she was really accepting. Of course, you know, some people are old in their ways. No, they yeah. love me. They're not going to change you. No, I guess I get that. Right. I don't, but then I right, do. Right, because there's, there's, there's areas in our life where, like, can't nobody tell you nothing. Yes. You know, can't nobody tell me nothing. And I think that, too, like, when it comes to spirituality, I think that we're all doing the same thing. We're all wanting the same thing. And so for me to tell you that what you're doing is wrong, it's like, I can tell you that what you're doing is wrong because I'm just a different person. So I think that it's just noticing that we all have different ways of doing things and that everybody's not going to be like you and like it's okay. And I think that's a challenge for me sometimes. It's feeling like my way is the best. Like what I'm doing is so much better than everyone else. Like my spirituality and what I believe is like so much better than everyone else. And I need to like work on that and just be comfortable knowing that it's not my way or the highway. It's like 
So you know what type of leader you are. I just learned about leadership style styles in my internship. You're a pace setter, and I'm a pace setter too, but I'm affirmative too. So pace setter is my way or the highway. I have the right answer. You need to do it, or it's not going to be right. And uh, affirmative is more. I care for your feelings. So when I was a manager at my old job, I'm all like, do this right now, my way, or get out. But I'm more of like, okay, you're doing it really slow. What's wrong? So how I'm going to knock you out because you are just full of everything. And so I've learned how, this week I've learned really learned how to adapt to other people, affirming people or commanding people because there's a thin line between pace setting and commanding. Commanding is do this, I don't care. And pace setting is do this or my way or the highway. It's like a thin line. But Where were you at this weekend? Um, I have an internship. Oh, you have an internship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we learned about personality traits and how to present ourselves and leadership skills. So the way we, I guess, how do I say this? The way we listen to people is stopping and listening and telling ourselves there's other ways to do things other smarter ways although other ways let's not say smarter ways because there's no I feel like there's no smarter way right. than my way <laughs> listening more listening and becoming comfortable with the change okay. that you that you're not gonna focus or you know command or right mm-hmm. so you're like okay you're doing this slow let's figure out why yes. you might be heard you might have had a long day. Like, you might, your foot might hurt. You might have broke your ankle or something. You know, like, we're so quick to be like, okay, you're doing this so, like, get out of my way. Like, I'm going to do it myself. Cause you can't yeah, it. but I it's would, like, yes. let's stop and be like, okay, what's going on with you, girl? Like, what's this? It is, are you okay? Like, we're not quick to ask anybody, are they okay? But we're quick to just be our own way. But then if we're going slow one day, because we hurt ourselves, we would want somebody to do that for us. Yes. You wouldn't want somebody to run over you and tell you what to do. And then all of a sudden you feel like you're not even cared about. Like the other person could care less. So, uh, your wisdom is so simple. But it's just so like, there's not a lot of words to it. Mm-hmm. It's just like it is what it is. And I feel like I really appreciate that from you. <laughs> like, I don't have to say much. But what I say makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Like, you don't have to make it a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. It's just simple. Like... It is what it is. This is just amazing. So, okay, let's see. Is there anywhere else we can go? How you feeling on time? Okay, we got some time. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. Do you meditate? Because meditation, I feel like, is something that has been so hyped up and in our face, and when you can't do it, or when you don't know how, it can be so frustrating because it feels like everyone else is doing it. Why can't I do it? I don't meditate. I try to meditate before. I'm like, okay, no, I can't do this. I can't be focused. Like, my mind is always running. Right. I'm always thinking about my next move. I'm always thinking ahead. So I really can't meditate. So, but I do do an adaption of meditation. It's me time. So taking time (laughs) just for me is my meditation. Taking time because I'm very worried about other people. I'm really worried and anxious about other people and how they're doing and if they need help. But my mind is always worried about other people. But I don't worry about myself. And I find myself, you know, hurt because I 
worry about everybody else, but I'm not worried about myself. So I run into problems. So my meditation is taking me time. So that's why I do my makeup now and I pick out my outfits and I do my skincare routine every night. That what I'm starting to do is really taking time for myself. That's how I meditate and that's how I take me time to self reflect. Mm. You are hitting so many freaking jewels. Because what I'm hearing you say is that this idea that we have to sit cross-legged on the floor and breathe is not the only way to meditate. Mm -hmm. Taking care of yourself and just pouring energy into yourself to be mindful and just to be with yourself, whether you're swimming, running, listening to music, reading a book, doing your makeup, or just having plain out you time is a form of meditation. So I think it's like good to get out of this idea that we have to sit down and breathe because that doesn't mm-hmm. work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it works for me yet. Like, I've tried it for so long and like I'll do it for a couple like weeks and I then I'll like stop. The way you meditate is your affirmation. That's yes. the way you meditate. Yes. It's doing your affirmation. Mm-hmm. So maybe just taking more time to, to do, do your affirmations. affirmations. Is how you meditate. Yes. Not really sitting down. Cause I don't know. That's boring to me. I like to move yes. around. And I'm I'm the type of person where I'm a I'm a thinker, and so if there's any like calming way I can direct my thinking, then I feel like like you said like my affirmations are a way for me to direct my thinking. Since I can't quote unquote make it stop. I can direct it to something that's very peaceful, to something that's very positive, and to something that builds me up and gets me re-energized to go about my day. Because I'm a, I think a lot. <laughs> and so, like, it's very hard sometimes for me to turn that off. Although there are ways that I've learned, like in therapy, I literally sat there and put my hands on my thighs. Mm-hmm. And my therapist was like, okay, what are you aware of? And I was like, I'm aware of my hands on my thighs. And literally everything just went blank. Like, mm-hmm. I, I started bawling because I was like, this is the first time that I've ever experienced just like peace. Just like no thinking, Nothing. just like there. Just like, I felt my center. Like, I felt my, like, it was kind of like in this area, in my chest area. It was kind of like, I just felt like my center. Like everything just kind of, whoop. So there are ways to turn off your brain, but I think affirmations are a good way mm-hmm. that if you are a thinker like me, it's a way to kind of direct your brain. If you're going to be a thinker, to be more a more positive thinker so that mm-hmm. it works for you. So like your thinking brain isn't a curse. It's like it works for me because I'm always thinking about positive things. I'm always redirecting my energy to get what I want. So mm-hmm. that is just great. Yes. That is so great. This conversation is literally amazing. And I'm just so happy that you're here. So we're at the 50-minute mark. Do you feel comfortable with one more question? We can do one more question. One more question. Okay. Huh. Okay. Let's see. Okay, so we, we, I feel like we touched on everything, honestly. Honestly. Okay. That's well, perfect. Yeah. I feel like... I honestly feel like this is a good place to stop okay. because we touched on everything mm-hmm. and you're just freaking amazing. Oh, you you dropped, are too. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You dropped so many jewels and I'm so grateful for you being here on this podcast and I'm really happy that I met you. Me too. Like, I feel like everything lined up for everything us to lined up for us to talk, for yes. us to do this. And like your perspective is just so different 
but it really just gives me all the missing pieces in my life, I feel like, mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like you need people to give you a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. And like one thing that really stuck out from our conversation was the, the colors. Mm-hmm. That, I'm going to <laughs> use that because I feel like that directs your energy so much better. Like, I never thought about it, but colors are so powerful. And so, like, when I go home, I'm, when I do my affirmations from now on, it's going to be on some colored paper. And my negative <laughs> thoughts... colored markers. Colored yeah. marker. And my negative thoughts are going on that red piece of paper because they're so freaking aggressive. And I, I just feel like that will help me get them out mm-hmm. so that I can move on with my life. Yes. So, so right. thank you for that, that you. wisdom. Uh, okay, guys. Well, this concludes our episode... Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Podcast. Again, I am Jordan Payton, your host. And I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye.